0: Welcome to Coffee Break with the Dancing Housewife. I'm your host, Antoinette Daytalk. Whether you're a competitive ballroom dancer, a social dancer, or someone simply wanting to learn more about the fascinating world of ballroom dance, this podcast is for you. So grab yourself a cup of joe and join me for episode 13, Savvy Chic with Sabrina Strasser. Joining me today is Sabrina Strasser. Sabrina is a wife and a mom to two busy daughters, Abigail and Chloe. She is a businesswoman and one of six competitive pro-am ballroom dancers featured in Bravo's docuseries, Dancing Queens. Sabrina, I know you're busy, so I want to thank you for taking a coffee break with me today.
1: Absolutely. It's my pleasure.
0: We're going to get started by talking about your daughters, Abigail and Chloe. I know they're probably your favorite things in the entire world because I'm a mom, and I know <laughs> I get that. First off, let's just get some let's just get some basics. How old are they? I think you mentioned that one is Abby- a gymnast and one is a dancer. Is that right?
1: So, 14. She just turned 14 this June, and she is a dancer. She dances all types of dance, like from tap, jazz, ballet. Lyrical Um, it's a competitive studio and Chloe um, is turning 11 tomorrow and she was a gymnast while we were filming Um, Okay. shortly after that she decided she wanted to quit and she chose to go back to dance which she did before and so she's at the same studio as Abigail and they both compete in dances like you know contemporary lyrical jazz tap ballet all of those yeah So they're both both competitive. They all have something in common.
0: That's great. Well, I know that that's made your life infinitely easier to run to just one place versus two places. Yeah. Um, It's
1: actually a very time-consuming sport in the sense that they literally dance every night. So I'm at their studio at, at night. So it's a lot of back and forth, but it's worth it for them.
0: Of course. I raised two boys and they're adults now. One is 32 and one is 28. And my husband and I always felt that if they had something that they were committed to and devoted to and really had a passion for, that it would keep them from getting into all sorts of other trouble. So I completely agree. Yeah. I respect what you're doing with Sam. Well, that eliminates all my questions about gymnastics, and you know, I, <laughs> I'm a gymnastics <laughs> coach, so I was like really ready to deep dive. But that's okay, I can do it can, because you
1: can still you can still ask me because while <laughs> we were filming, she was in gymnastics. Um, but that was a big bone of contention in the show, and it was you know causing a lot of uproar. So I'm happy to answer any questions you ask me.
0: Well, just just one question. How long had she been doing gymnastics and what level was she? Was she still in like a compulsory level or did she have optional routines? I'm just curious about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. She was still in a compulsory level. She was was still only on level, I, I think it was level four or three, four. There are two competitions a year. And basically, I went to the first one. And
0: (laughs) yeah, you're two parents with two kids. And, you know, just from my experience, both of my boys played uh, high level baseball, travel baseball. And, you know, we always joked about the fact that we had two boys and two parents. And so we never had to move to the zone defense. We were always man to man. But that meant that there were some times that I didn't see my older son play and my husband didn't see our younger son play and vice versa. And that's just life. You know, it's right. it gets, so it gets very so good. She, oh, it does. It does. So she danced first, did gymnastics, came back to dance. But Abigail, your older daughter, she's been dancing the whole time. Correct. Oh, yeah. You know, wow. I think
1: that Abby really, really loves dancing. And um, it's such a beautiful way of expression. You know, she really loves performing, you know, getting your solos and your duets like that for them is the most exciting thing. And she- entering high school next year, and it's going to be a lot to juggle. But I don't think it's something that she wants to give up. And I always say to them, you know, being in a competitive sport, teaches you time management, um, the discipline you need. Yeah. And instead of coming home and sitting on the phone half the night, they go to the studio, they have a room for their homework, they, you know, they get breaks between classes. And it's just a of, of being for them I think it's so important and they have their friends there and it's nice you know they they do a class they do some homework they take a break then they have another class it's not like Latin where it's an hour and a half lesson and you go home this is like right. be four hours at a time but it really really is a beautiful thing for her and you know I think that Abby will stay into in competitive dance throughout high school and I see Chloe, like, she absolutely loves her place now at dance. Um, gymnastics was really difficult for her. It's a difficult sport, and they they demand so much. She was in a competitive Russian school, and, you know, it was hard for her. It was a lot on her body, and it's something she didn't want to go into the Olympics for. So she said, you know, I'd rather have fun uh, and-, and dance than, you know, kill myself at gymnastics. So we we yeah. did the pivot.
0: It is a sport that it either wraps itself around your heart or it doesn't. And right. if it doesn't, it's really hard to do all the things that you have to do to keep your body fit in the way that it needs to be fit. And not only that, but to keep your brain in a positive sort of state of mind, because there is a lot of fear as you get more proficient the skills are more and more difficult and they're scary. And so it takes a different right. kind of mental toughness. It's not just about if I work hard, I'm going to do well. It's about overcoming a very real fear that you can actually hurt yourself. So, Right.
1: And so, Chloe was, yeah, she was just too scared. So yeah. it was a good change.
0: Yeah. So I have to ask you this question because... I mean, who doesn't know about or dance moms that other lifetime show? <laughs> um, so are you a dance mom?
1: I'm a dance yes, I'm a <laughs> I'm a dance mom. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: um we are committed to our girls. I, I literally will get off a plane from my comp and drive to their comp. Like and I never wanted to miss any. And there was an instance just this year that she was Her solo was on a day that I had to fly back somewhere and I literally jumped in the car and drove from the airport. My car broke down and I missed her solo. My husband was there, thank God. But it's just really, we are so committed to seeing them on stage. And um, I don't think that we are caddy moms, but I'm not going to lie, we fight their battles. Listen, if if she's not (laughs) happy with something, I'm going to go into the studio owner and I'm going to say, listen, I don't like this, but we are not not ripping each other's hair hair out you know but i will i will fight for her yeah i will fight for her and i i do not yell at the other moms we're actually quite to each other but listen i'm sure behind our backs or behind mine who knows what happens you know there's no show or cameras catching that right now so i don't really know how to speak to if they're talking (laughs) behind my back but
0: oh but yeah you never know bravo may say oh you know what we need to have a resurgence. Of dance moms and you might be one of the featured moms. no just <laughs> yes, kidding just kidding <laughs> who knows so you're an athletic family um anybody who ballroom dances knows that it is called dance sport for a reason it is a right. sport in every sense of the word it is hard on your body hard on your brain it takes um lots of eff- effort and coordination And, but you're not the only three who are athletic. I understand that your husband is a racket sport player. Yes. And you recently made a congratulatory social media post about his successful new venture in pro Padel. So can you tell us a little bit about that? I, I, I've heard of pickleball and I've heard of tennis, but never pro (laughs) Padel.
1: they were developing a pro padel league where teams were available to be bought and um so he bought the miami team and you'll see that his brother owns the las vegas team and basically he formed a a whole team around, you know, Padel where he hired different players and he had coaches. So it was great venture for him. He felt really, really happy about it. And unfortunately they did not win the finals, but he's just very excited for next year. And I think that this is a really up and coming sport. So he's, he's very proud that he's part of it.
0: Oh, that's great. So I misunderstood. I thought that he was a player. So he is actually a team owner is is it like um is it like um, other sports? It's
1: basically two against two. So there's a women's game where it's two women against two women, and a men's match two men against two men. And it's an enclosed space where there are glass walls. So it's- oh wow. Yeah, it's really, really cool to watch. Um, And they are such amazing athletes. I went to the finals and uh, I'm very proud of him. I think that this is something new for him. You know, Ronnie's had so many business opportunities and, and you know, he loves tennis. So this is great for him.
0: That's great. I am okay. curious. <laughs> Every time I have someone on the podcast, I always try to find out how they got interested in ballroom dance. So what's your story? How did you start ballroom dancing? What styles do you dance? Is there anything other than Latin? You know, all the good stuff.
1: Sure, absolutely. So uh, where do I start? I was watching Dancing with the Stars and you know, I was lonely. And after work I said, I'm gonna go for a lesson. You know, I went to this random studio where I bought a package for 10 lessons and, you know, some social dancing and literally just took it up once a week after work. And, you know, one thing led to another where the teacher would say, okay, I'm not um, a competitive teacher, but I think you should really move on. So I just went to a different teacher. I, I noticed that I just had it in me. So he was moving away and he said, okay, you need to go to this teacher. So they kind of all handed me off to the next best thing. And right. that's where I started ProM. Um and we started obviously at a closed level and then it just grew. At 30 years old, I found the competitive teacher that I ended up with. And at 31, I got pregnant. Um, But I danced throughout my whole pregnancy. And we didn't compete. But I I kept going because I loved it so much. And then after four years, I realized I wanted so much more. I wasn't making a final. And that's when we called Stess.
0: Wow. So it's been kind of a long journey. So you found dance before you were married. Married. Yes, wow. I did. Okay. Okay. I really went into the marriage loving
1: dance. And, and Ronnie used to come when we were dating. He'd come watch me do these little mini shows. And he was very supportive. The, what Ronnie gave me was the opportunity to explore it further. And I, did, I right. couldn't survive without having a partner to help me with that because it's really difficult. Yeah.
0: It's not right. just the body and the physical. It's, it's very challenging mentally as well um so do wow. you dance
1: um, I- oh i'm sorry go ahead your husband's still alive no. <laughs> oh, it so, so hard to dance with a, a partner like who's also your husband i can't even imagine but you know we you.
0: do okay we have you know we've had our ups and downs but we- he's not-, not gonna get rid of me um <laughs> <laughs> okay good you dance any other styles
1: I, you know, concentrated on Latin with Stas, but I just recently went back to Smooth with another pro partner
0: and we are working on new routines. Well, that is good to hear because, you know, in Canada, you guys are really heavily international style. My husband and I dance American style nine dance. So it's good to hear that Smooth is, you know, getting bigger in Canada. We'd love to come up there and. And dance in Canada.
1: Unfortunately, in Canada, it's really, really limited here, and there aren't so many pros to choose from. And not because we just don't have the talent; it's just not as big as the United States. And, and you know, ballroom dancing is not as huge as it is there. So I'm fortunate enough that I had found, you know, a pro partner Latin and a pro partner for smooth. So I'm excited. I, I really hope we can get on the floor and you know, show what we can do. Um,
0: what competitions are on the horizon for you?
1: Um, Stas and I are headed to Manhattan, and that's a quite quite a big competition for us. Um, and for Smooth, we have quite a ways to go before we get our routines together. So we'll see. Okay. But I can't plan so much ahead because I feel like so right. many things come into play. Right. You know, it's hard. It's hard with the two girls and their comps and their schedules. And so I just wait. And- yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know how people with younger kids do it. We started ballroom dancing when my youngest son went off to college. So we were empty nesters and we didn't have anyone to worry about except ourselves and the dog. So right. we <laughs> we had it pretty easy. Um, yeah. We're getting close to wrapping up. So I want to ask you a little bit about Savvy Chic. Oh my gosh. I have to tell you, I can't wait to get my Savvy Chic sport coat, tote and I am Probably the most excited about the internal water bottle holder, more <laughs> so than anything ridiculous. else, because that's brilliant. Why didn't anybody else think of that? I, know, You know, your bottles always spill all over the place. And right. It, how, right. How smart is it to have an internal pocket? Thank you very much. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm
1: so happy you got one. I'm really so happy.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. So when, what inspired you to launch the company?
1: So it's funny because during COVID... I was not dancing, not competing. And the girls were home and I'm like, what can I do to you know, be still in the dance world? And I said, you know what, we need some good gear. I need something I could throw in the wash after. Um, we travel with those bags, we bring them to the ballroom, we, we you know, lug them everywhere. So I made like a machine washable bag and I wanted something that had compartments for my shoes a large enough bag but soft enough that it can collapse um flat if you need to travel with it or it can go under the plane seat so i wanted to make dance bags that weren't you know boring black and i I did some vibrant colors we love to be bright you know fuchsias and all that so i did these bags um particularly for dancers however they've you know, bloomed into a woman's bag where, you know, if you're going to the gym or if you're traveling on an airplane, now I put the trolley strap in the back and it's just an all around great bag. You know, they're vegan, they're machine washable, they're water resistant. We developed our robes um, because, you know, after dancing, I like to throw on a robe that's full length. It has a hood, it has pockets. And then we did the dance booties to keep your feet warm. So, like, Savvy Chic is slowly growing. And I'm just hoping that it continues to, to grow and to, to reach dancers of all levels.
0: Well, I, I visited the site after seeing your what do you pack in your dance bag video. I'll, be, I'll admit, I was creeping on you because I knew I had this interview coming up. And I did <laughs> not know about this company before. Right. So, one of the things that I want to make sure I do is provide people with access to the company. So what is your um, URL? And also, are you sold in any brick and mortar stores or any online boutiques? Or is it just through your own Savvy Chic yes. website?
1: It's just through my website, which is you can reach it by sabysheik.com, And basically, you um, are buying directly from me.
0: I also noticed on, on the Savvy Chic website, there is a collection called Latte Love. Is that something yes. that you've designed as well? Or is that something that you've just collaborated with?
1: Right. So Latte Love is a collaboration with another company who's asked me to put
0: their stuff on my site. And yeah, yeah, they're beautiful pieces. Um, Yeah, it's a great, it's a really nicely done website too. It's very intuitive and user-friendly. It was easy for me to find that bag that I saw in your video. I was like, that's the bag I want right there. Um,
1: (laughs) Oh, good. I'm so
0: glad. (laughs) And I'm sure once I get it, I am going to do a video for my blog that shows exactly what I am putting in my dance bag. So um, I have a podcast. Yeah, I have a podcast that's coming up. One of my hints and hacks from the housewife that is about what you need to have in your ballroom dance competition emergency kit. And that little bag, that little tiny like cosmetic bag is like the perfect size for that. So I plan to do a video for that. So I'll make sure I send it to you when it's done. And, and
1: just a side note, you can take the crossbody strap from inside the bag and clip it to your little makeup bag and make that your purse. So oh, it's really wow. great for travel. Yeah. That's yeah.
0: clever. That's clever. <laughs> um, okay. So, well, Sabrina, that's all the time we have for today. Good luck to you and your daughters with your dancing. Good luck to your husband with Pro Padel uh, I just want to remind our listeners, you can stream Dancing Queens on Peacock or catch it on Tuesday nights. And tomorrow night is the season finale. So you can catch Sabrina in action. Thanks for tuning in today. If you're enjoying Coffee Break with the Dancing Housewife, click the share button. Leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And until next time, keep on dancing.